0: to You Choose You Now. This podcast is to support you, making yourself a priority in your life, so you can live your best life. I'm your host, Amanda Hill-Ryle, best-selling author of I Choose Me, and the creator of The Mood Munchers, colourful characters which represent emotions, as opening up conversation about emotional and mental health is a passion of mine, and vital for our growth. I talk to guests who can share their wisdom with you but also share my own insights, knowledge and expertise of being a teacher, a mother and so you can come home to you with love, passion, and awareness. Thank you for listening and I'm so happy you are choosing you now. Please leave your comments and reviews so that we can make You Choose You our journey together to coming home to ourselves.
1: Hello, everybody. This is your host, Amanda Hill-Ryle, and welcome to my show, You Choose You Now. Today, I'm absolutely delighted to introduce a guest, Kawan Haradani. He's a business owner and a personal trainer, and his inspirational story of growth and how he's come home to himself to become who he was born to be
2: inspired me.
1: Welcome to the show, Kawan.
2: Man, thanks so much for having me on. It's, It's a pleasure.
1: Tell the listeners a little about who
2: you are. Thanks. I I basically, you know, I mean, I started off as a a bit of a wanderer. So I, you know, went around life and not really sure what to do. Um, I was very fortunate and grateful to to have um, people that took an interest in me, you know, mentors, Mm -hmm. people that were, um, you know, already sort of established. And I just basically was always curious growing up. So, you know, it all started with someone saying, you know, have you ever thought about trying out? This entertainment or this acting thing, and I had never really given it much thought, or uh, let alone, you know, appreciated someone that I guess, you know, took an interest to ask me a question like that. And so that kind of led me on a path of of self discovery to to look within and see kind of who I am, what I'm, you know, capable of doing, and you know, it all started from there. So I started finding some direction, some footing, and I started to, you know, slowly become awakened right so mm-hmm. i said okay well i want to you know do this thing so i moved to los angeles and then from los angeles I, I had gotten into another person that kind of got me my start in working out and i'll never forget i was in so much you know pain that day because i I'd been smoking a pack a day and this whole running thing was really just me. so you know that moment there was kind of the turnaround point where i just said okay i uh, this is something that I want to get better on. And I used fitness to, you know, work on myself and, and to mm-hmm. get out of my own way to use physicality in order to, you know, allow myself the room to, to think and, and act more accordingly to what I wanted. So, um, it, it was in that that I, I quit, you know, smoking and everything that I did and just really focused on, on becoming better daily. And that's kind of what I've just done ever since then. I just worked on, Reading um, a lot of you know education as far as um, improvement books and then you know it's just it's just been a series of mentors ever since then I got into the fitness and I met someone that sort of gave me my start in in training mm-hmm. and then I met another manager who, who helped me become you know uh, a master trainer and then I met mentors who gave me books and then my business partner who who was in the gym industry for a while who also mentored me as well so. It all started from you know just just working on myself and and just doing one good thing a day you know yeah. going really small and then building on that which believe it or not can can help you translate to other areas in your life.
1: Totally, I love the fact that you said that you started with you and you went within because what I've realized my own self that you know advertising society will tell us buy this buy this you need this to be enough and it's all within us. And the fact that your journey has taken you from one step to the next step, and you've grown with that and become more who you were meant to be is absolutely wonderful. How did your parents inspire you growing up?
2: So, you know, my mom, she's a wonderful woman, a, a sort of entrepreneur, and you know, big, prominent person in the community. And she basically... She would always throw me into, you know, activities, things that, you know, tried to see if I was interested in them. And she never really, you know, gave up on me. She always believed in me. She always told me that, you know, she she loved me and she'd support me. And she got me into martial arts growing up. And that was probably one of the best things that happened because it, it taught me discipline. It taught me focus, which I lacked a lot of when I was younger. And I still, you know, to this day, have to really discipline myself Mm -hmm. to do that so that I can, you know, get my my things done. And martial arts taught me a lot about, you know, self-mastery and Mm -hmm. what the body is capable of, right? Coming in touch with that, knowing, you know, what you are and what you aren't and what um, strengths you have and what you need to work on. So that helped. And she also gave me, um, believe it or not, a men's health magazine, which, I just read every day. I didn't know. I I was fascinated by the way science, nutrition and, and fitness worked. So I had a knack for remembering some things and it just spoke to me. So I stuck with those two. Um, eventually I, I loved the martial arts and I, I was more into like the fitness things of reading. And to this day, I still read that, that magazine that comes to me every month and I thank her for it all the time. But you know, that's, that's kind of the thing that, um, she did for me. She just, she just believed in me. You know, I love and, that
1: because you said that she loved and supported you and yet she opened up the doorway. Try this, try that. You don't have to do it her way. She was seeing you as an individual and what rocks your boat. And she found her with the right. karate or the martial arts, whatever. I think I need to get my son into that, see what he'll think of it.
2: <laughs> All right, it's definitely. Uh, I definitely recommend it.
1: Yeah, I, I think the self-discipline. So I've only become self-disciplined. And I actually see that as self love—the fact you give yourself the time and the space because we're not taught that at school. So I think that your mum, especially being a boy, getting you onto that journey was amazing. Bravo, mummy.
2: <laughs> yeah, she's a uh, she's a heck of a woman. That's for sure.
1: What inherited narratives? Because I realise I inherited narratives from my mum and her. She got them from her mother, and so on. It goes back generation. And I'm stopping those narratives. Mine were linked with guilt and shame. What, if any, did you inherit from your parents and your family? And if you did, how would you change them?
2: That's a great question. I I definitely inherited a lot of, there's there's some small, basically uh, temper things that kind of run in the family there, right? Um, So for me, it was about recognizing that first, was saying, okay, because I get impatient sometimes yeah. I get irritable when things don't go my way and okay hey, we all um, do. <laughs> yeah, we all do there was a little bit of the you know victimhood as far mm-hmm. as like I thought things happened to me all the time until I you know I I realized that you know a lot of things happen for you as well, right yes. so I, I learned to sort of take on the accountability portion of things and say, these things are happening, but your your response to them and how you portray them is, is up to you. And, or what were learn. you
1: when that happened? If you so, that. I,
2: not at all. I was basically, you know, in my, I would say probably mid to late 20s is when yeah. I really started to, you know, get my head around what all this was. And it took a lot, a lot of moments for me to, to learn, yes. you know, what, what that it's was. It's a big so. lesson
1: to take on.
2: It, it really is, and, and I'm very fortunate that I, I had, you know, um, small moments that were um, not devastating enough for me to at least, you know, survive them. One, two, uh, use those moments to, to propel and to accelerate from because, you know, it, it just all really depends on how much of a student you're willing to be, you know, yes. and what you do when, you know, these, these painful moments come and visit you. Are you, you know, how do you react? So, so there was the victim side of things. There was some of the, you know, the, the short temper, irritability, or impatient, which, you know, I've worked on so much since then. And then also, you know, there was a mild depression that runs mm-hmm. in my family. So being cognizant of all these things, which I really think, you know, health and fitness has helped me with, yes, is, is what um, helped me to step back and realize them, right? And say, okay, these are the things that I have. Mm-hmm. What do I do to, what tools do I have to, to work and, and and use against them or to use them to my to my favor?
1: Yeah. I love the fact that it wasn't the why me, you changed that to the what for. Lessons right. have I learnt here. And how patient are you on a scale of one to ten now? Because impatience was my biggie. And I think I'm probably eight and a half. I don't know if I'll ever be a ten, but.
2: Yeah, you know, that, that's a great, um, scale. I think I, I'm probably right there with you about an eight and a half. Yeah, about an eight and a half. I've learned over time that, you know, to take in the moment, you know, yes. and to, and yeah. to not always be looking for the next thing or looking rushing forward ahead, yeah. rushing ahead I'm and missing just, the moment. That's right. And just realizing that it's, it's part of it, part of the journey. Yeah. Um,
1: right here, right now.
2: <laughs> That's it, and then aside from that, also is I'm so thankful because I can't imagine that if I was, you know, impatient, I had gotten my way, where I would be today. I'd right?
1: a totally different journey. I bet.
2: That's exactly it. So yeah. sometimes I thank myself. You know, the universe and powers that be. That uh, sometimes not getting what you want is a wonderful stroke of luck. Yeah, you
1: get as I think the universe gives you what you want, but it also gives you what you don't want, and it's how you respond rather than react to that and that's what i'm learning to respond rather than react which is you know without thinking did you have any limiting beliefs that affected the way you lived your life sort of growing up as a teenager in early 20s and if you did how have you resolved
2: those so for me a lot of that was not believing or not being that I could do something, or that I was worthy of receiving something. Yeah. So a lot of it was was those two, uh, you know, a lot of negative self-talk, um, mm-hmm. and basically telling myself, you know, I mean, you, you can't do that. That's not something that you can do, and it's better to to you know stay at home and not pursue these things, right?
1: I love that. S- stay at home. Stay small. Stay unseen, and yet we do that yeah. to ourselves.
2: That's that's right, and. There's wonderful things out there that if you get past that, just a great book I read recently is called the, "The War of Art," and it's basically the author refers to as Stephen Pressfield as resistance, right? Which yeah. is something that comes and blocks you from something that might actually be good for you, mm-hmm. you know. And so a lot of it was self-resistance and and getting through the fog of it all, right? Trying okay. to figure out what is it. And I, I remember when I actually did those things that I felt good about myself. So I said, okay, you know, and those were little things like, let's start working out. Let's Mm -hmm. start talking to this person. Let's start doing this. So a lot of it I feel as though is, you know, passed down or inherited as far as a protective mechanism, right? Totally. Stay small, stay home, stay safe. Don't go out. It's risky, you know, and and a lot of it's realizing, understanding that's what it is. So now, you know, I use a lot of, mindfulness meditation, even to this day, to to say, okay, I see it for what it is. Yes. And I understand why this is happening. I hear your song. Thank you. I love that. Right, and moving past it, because I can't tell you how many times I've I've gone through and did it anyways, whatever that was, and, you know, grown so much.
1: Yeah. Fear does stop us in our tracks, and I do think as society... We're not encouraged to step up and show up. I'm only doing it recently now. And there is an element of risk, but that's only in my mind. And as you said, as soon as you do it, go, what was I
2: so worried about?
1: And look at me now.
2: That's exactly it. I mean, a great example for me was, you know, and kudos to you for, for doing this podcast and then putting the amazing work out there and helping out everyone that's listening is, you know, launching the podcast was a big one for me. You know, yeah. I thought, I said, well... You know, no, you, you don't want to be out there and, and talking out there. You don't know what people are going to think and, you know, what's going to happen. The judgments and and, of others. Yeah, you know, that's right. The fear of judgment of others, what people will think of you. And, you know, I'll, I'll be the first one to uh, hopefully, I'm probably not the first one to say it, but, you know, to all the people that want to achieve something out there, go, just go out and, and just do it. And, yeah. and if it doesn't work out, you can always make another
1: decision and think can try, try decision, something different. Yeah. Try
2: something different. And you can always look back and say, at least I tried, at least I did that. Because yeah. the last thing you want to do is, is come to to the end there and, and have some regrets of the things that you didn't do. Yeah.
1: Right? Also, I live my life staying small at home. I want to have a story to tell. Uh, That's Interesting, it. some adventures. And I don't mind if I fail at them. At least I had a go at it. That's the most important thing to me. now. Mm-hmm. The narratives and beliefs. How do you think they affect us in our roles and our jobs? in our homes with our relationships, communities, and societies general. So I
2: think narratives and and beliefs in general are, are powerful things that happen in our childhood mm-hmm. and, and growing up that stick with us for, for such a long time. And, you know, a lot of it is is so subconsciously internal that you don't even realize yeah. the things that you do, right? Because we are sort of hardwired in, in thinking that yes. way and, and what I've tried to be better about recently is saying okay a lot of the two things I've, I've really narrowed down and I'm working on now is my inherent there's laziness to me sometimes right yes. and comes out and he says oh it's so good to just sit here right now and and so I, I do a better job of just recognizing that and saying okay here it is again yeah. Because I've gotten burned so many times from that, right? That mm-hmm. now, like, okay, now I recognize that and say I need to do something about that. So, my message there is whatever you know, narrative and belief has been instilled, or that because we all have different. Oh, ones, you still carry. Oh, you still carry. It's to it's the number one step is is to recognize what they are. You can't yeah. do anything about it if you don't come out and 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 you know um, identify them. So. Mm-hmm. So I've done, you know, a lot of work on that. So I think they, they're, they're definitely present. And I think from childhood, whether it be a, a traumatic moment or, you know, something you noticed or even something you watched on TV can affect the sure. way that you think and, 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 and believe later on. So, you know, question that, have the open-mindedness to, to, you know, test it too. Say, hey, yeah. you know, get a group of, of friends together that all are, you know, mentors or friends that, that. Either are successful or that challenge you're thinking and throw it out there in the open and yeah. say hey this is what i've been thinking recently what do you guys think of that and then when that. they it's, yeah, it's they bringing say, it
1: out from under the darkness yeah, right. and the cloak and just say, because once it sees the light of day you nailed to, it yeah
2: you nailed it it's exactly what it is it's all in deep within so when you come out and test it you realize like you said, in the light of day, there the it doesn't have legs anymore, right? It doesn't have the power that, that power, the foundation, the structure that holds it up. So it's our jobs to to see that as individuals and say, you know, I, I got to do something about it. I got to mm-hmm. see if this is true or not. So sort of having like a a detective hat or an explorer to seeing, okay, what does this mean and is it true?
1: Is that why growth and self discovery is so important to
2: you? Oh, it's. You know, I, I wouldn't be where I am with, without without those two. I think, I think growing in general. I think if you stop growing, that's it's not a good thing in my opinion, right? I think once you get to a place where you either have, you know, is everything you know, or you, you you're bored or whatever that is, something to pay attention to. So, you know, the the growth of of every day, even if it's just reading mm-hmm. ten pages a day. Yeah. you know is is in and of itself it's a great again, habit so
1: that, to get into
2: so my my whole thing has always been you know just constant you know never ending improvement and growth i i believe in that so strongly that i am where i am because of it the self discovery part you can't have the the one without the other you got to do the work within and and see you know what excites you what brings you joy what what allows you to say Okay, well, I'm really excited about this, and you know, pay attention to those things in your personality that that bring out those colors in you, and that you want to pursue because you never know you you might make a masterpiece along the way, you know. And the the growth and the work is something that will just pay back so much in your in dividends <coughs> the there. So so I read daily, I meditate daily, I work out daily, and I'm I'm always. Trying to just, just gather information from people, from, from resources and, and constantly, uh, grow there because you're only able to give back, you know, what, what you put in, right? Totally. So
1: yeah. That's what funny. I've realized is rather than think following what society tells us we should be doing, I've recently, what makes my soul sing? And what I've realized through doing this podcast is actually connection, like talking to people with you, because we are so connected. And I just love that. And also, when you're saying about growth, I can look back even six months ago, and I can't recognize myself. Mm. Because I'm on this journey, and I thought I was so stuck in a rut, but that was just my mind keeping me small. And it's literally, as you said, like you're doing the meditation, the reading, the working out, that's your self-discipline. That's what's keeping me growing. That's it. exactly
2: right. I, I love that you you just said that six months ago that you can recognize yourself. That's so important to do. Um, I did a podcast with a gentleman who said, you know, if you are, you know, have the same thinking from you know twenty years ago, you wasted two decades. I said, yeah, you know, wow. And I never where really were you
1: me. stuck in a box? Somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it never,
2: it never really hit me when I heard that. I said, you know, that's so true. It's. It's all about what you said there. If you can look back and say, wow, I used to be that person I've grown in, you're doing something right. And that's that's what it's all about. And, and the connection is so important to do. I, I feel as though a lot of times we feel that we're alone. And yes. We're but we do home. that to ourselves. Think that's our right. I our
1: minds do that to ourselves. And yet yeah. when you go inside yourself, this is what I've discovered, there's such a richness there that nobody told me about growing up that I've discovered for myself and now I'm being unapologetically me and I'm seeking more because I'm hungry for it. Mm. And I would never have seen said that, you know, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I'd just have said, it ridiculous. And yet that's what I was meant to be. I think that's what we're all meant to be, quite frankly. Mm. So besides the meditation and the reading and the workout, what other tools support you to live the life you want to live?
2: So I do a lot of you know recently I've been doing more more therapy so I, I, I do have a therapist that I see that helps me open up and then talk things out and, and just sort of talk about these connections right these things that we have and podcasting you know with wonderful people like yourself this sort of helps me to to connect back to that place that that we are right so the, the tools that I, I kind of use are always you know, incremental improvements right so i always go very small on the things that i do if there's something that i want to get better at I, I put on the role of that student and i say you know i'm going to be open-minded and i'm going to i'm going to learn and i'm going to shut up right because a lot i talk. sometimes people talk a lot yeah and you, you can't listen. learn you, you got you two ears
1: one man right
2: <laughs> right you can't listen and talk at the same time so i try to you can't It's very difficult. so i, I try to <laughs> say okay I'm gonna listen I'm gonna take little small steps on on what I want to do so that and also you know working on some of my weaknesses by by again exploring those things either online or you know just reading a lot on something I don't know I'll buy a book and yeah I'll read yeah. it front to back and say okay this is this is what I need to learn so I try to reinvent myself Either stop doing something or, or, you know, it could be anything, you know, like as far as a new look or stop a habit or stop taking a certain road. And I I challenge myself constantly by by staying fresh in that manner of not constantly thinking the same way. I try to always change up what I'm doing in in order to, to stay relevant. So therapy, you know, connecting. And reinventing myself is kind of what I try to do there, and you know, working on constantly refining my instrument, right? Yeah. Whether it be through you know working on my weaknesses, such as my impatience or, mm-hmm. or whatever wherever that is, and and just realizing and coming back to that. You know, believe it or not, I've been doing a lot of more group dinners, so going out, hanging out, and having a dinner with you know four or five people yeah. once a week. And just connecting with all of them. That, that in itself is a a game changer.
1: Totally. Especially this time. But I just love, so you've got the journey, but it's not the end result you're looking for. It's just the next little step. But you have to take that first small step to be on the journey at all. I think that's very powerful. Why is it important for you to help and connect with others?
2: So that's, that's a great question. I think for me, I'm naturally extroverted, so I have to connect with people and and be around people. If I spend too many days in isolation, I start going, stir start crazy. I got to get out of the house. So, and I think, you know, a lot of people still do that or do that a lot. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's not the best thing for me. So for me, the connection helps me to, first of all, allow me to to have a space to to express myself, which is, Mm -hmm. which is so, so there. It really is. So, that for me my, my first thing is you know my my mental health there right It's yes. always taking care of my health being you know my my thoughts what my my overall well being is mm-hmm. you know what, what are the quality of my thoughts today you know how how do i feel so wow. yeah I love I, that. am i am i fighting dragons or am i putting out little small fires right cuz little small fires are okay but when you're fighting beasts inside your your mind all day. It's not a great thing, no. right? So and
1: then you need help and um, to get out of your mind. I that,
2: that's right. And and the connection helps me sort of get to that place where I'm able to you know disconnect from yes. from myself and and allow myself the ability. And then you figure out that the problems figure themselves out, right? And they they fall apart because you don't think about them so much. So
1: exactly. That, you that's don't exactly. give them the power of your mind.
2: You step right away and, and they dissolve. And and the way I see it with with the dissolving as well as with the reason why I think fitness is really what kind of changed everything for me was I would always think about things and then sometimes you overthink. So when I worked out, I realized that I was I couldn't think about anything else. Mm. And when I did that, it allowed me to focus on the, the subject at hand. So when I came out of the workout, I was more open-minded and flexible in my mind to be able to see things differently and to say okay this wasn't what i thought it was and that's what it is okay that's cool and then it allowed me to have a better strategy so they they referred to it as lo and behold it was something that scientifically existed you know who knew right but Mm. transient hypofrontality which is the shutting off of the uh, i think it's the prefrontal cortex where it allows you to yeah, just to not overthink or overanalyze situations. So, you know, the the, the connection and the, the fitness is really the thing that, you know, allows you to step away and Hopefully. and and turn that part of your mind off so that you can actually go back to them fresher and stronger. And then in the power of perspective, people that that allow you to that give you a different way of looking at things.
1: Yeah, which you could be blinked and blind to. I think that's so, yeah, because you've got that open mind. I do know thinking about, because I was very stuck in my mind, but the power of movement. So when I get bogged down, because I'm not a great gymnast or anything like that, but I'll put on music and I will dance my heart out because that being in your body gets you out of your mind,
2: Mm -hmm. which is amazing. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to put it. Yeah.
1: I'm very passionate about the future and children. I mean, being a parent and helping other adults who might work with children. How would you change education in the world so that we could provide the youngsters nowadays with the best tools and advice for them to live happily and fully in the world?
2: Oh, gosh, such a, such a powerful question. And, you know, first and foremost, kudos to you for being, you know, a hero of the world and, and teaching Thank our you. youth. You know, that's, it all starts when they're young, right? And yes. You know, I wouldn't be where I am without a great teachers. So on that, you know, I think for kids, something so important that the two things that come into my mind is giving them the the gift of the physicality of fitness, mm-hmm. right? Of allowing them to know that if they can do these things well and teaching them properly how to do them. That they can do other things well if they focus and work at it, right? Because mm-hmm. it's it's just effort based. You know, fitness the funniest thing ever is it seems so difficult and it's so, you know, challenging. But it's it's really manual labor, it's effort. You have to get in. Yeah. You have to you have to roll the sleeves or know what you're doing properly and, and just do it. You know, and it's the hardest thing ever, but you know, I think Nike said that, right? Just do it. And so my, my, my first thing would be, you know, giving kids the space to allow for that for that physicality and fitness. And before that, the education of finding kids and, and use individual strengths. I read, I saw this, this funny cartoon that was, I think it was a teacher and there was like a fish, a dog, a giraffe, there were all these beautiful animals in mind. And I think the teacher was telling the the animals to all climb a tree and the fish was looking at the, the teacher all <laughs> okay. strangely, right? So if you tell everyone to do a certain task and you judge them by the way that they do that task, then they may never find what they're, what they're great at doing, right? Or they, they yes. may think they're comparing themselves to others. so. For me is allowing, you know, the youth to to find their strength and just running with it and, mm. and, and and amplifying and strengthening that. Um, working on the weaknesses is important as well because you you have to be But well, we don't at
1: some... all do it the same way. And yet That's education right. posters that down that path rather than when I go into the classroom, yes, I know I have to teach something, but I think who's in front of me today? And I love that analogy of the fish.
2: Right. And, 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 that's, I think you nailed it there. It's, it's what everyone is different in their, in their own way. And what is, so do I think the education system needs a change? Yeah, I think so. I think it, it's safe to say that there's good reinvention that needs to happen. And, and it's already happening all across the world. Like I, I do appreciate sort of the, the Montessori and what that's doing as well. And I think a blend of scholastic and creative outlets is totally. what's needed.
1: Because we are creative, curious, and innocent as children. And we've all got our own gifts. But we have to do it and move and discover what our bodies can do, as you say. And yet, I know in the curriculum, that has been shaved right down in favor of, you know, the mass English, history, and geography. And I'm a great believer of teach children when they're young that their bodies are wonderful things to move. And then discover what you can do. Does it doesn't matter the process. It's what you feel while you're doing it and what you're learning. And I hope we can change education like that. It'd be amazing. When you become a parent, what type of parent do you want to be and why?
2: Oh, it's a big one there. You know, for me, <laughs> I think, you know, as I was very blessed to have very different types of clients as a personal trainer. So I learned so much in that journey and I felt like, very much like a, a dad following these people around and making sure they did their exercises. And yes. So there were so many hats that I had to wear. One was talent store, One was authority. One was, you know, sometimes I had to be that drill sergeant with certain yeah. individuals and say, hey, you got to do this this way. There's no yeah. right shortcut. Um, and then I, I had so many hats that were And I knew with each person I had to put a different one on. And that's, you know, sort of what you said to, you know, who's in front of me teaching in the audience. And, for me, I think the most important thing is to, to be their friend and to, you know, guide them along the way and, and teach them of the, the possible things that, that can happen with the results of their of their actions and what that will lead to as a mm-hmm. guide, right? Yes. Rather than someone that commands do it my orders, way, <laughs> do it this way, do it my way. And that would be going sort of against what we're talking about because that person may not see things that way. Yeah. Right? So, perspective so, that's right so for me it's being that friend being that that guide and mentor and, and making sure that they make good choices and stepping in when things aren't going right right so yeah i read a great leadership book and i think one of the the ways that the it was um 360 leader by john c maxwell It was a great book and one of the stories in there was about a captain who had a ship but he he ran the ship sort of loosely but he gave three rules he said if if the ship is going to sink if someone is going to get harmed or it's going to cost a lot of taxpayer dollars I, I need to know about what's going on outside of that I don't want to know what's happening <laughs> and, and I think I thought that was great because yeah. it was it was when moments of danger happen I want to be in the know and if otherwise if, I'm
1: trusting you I'm trusting you on right. the ship. that's right I love that how can people connect with you if they want to find out more? Because I think your journey of growth and coming home to yourself and self-discovery has been amazing.
2: Thank you so much. I, I'm all over. Um, I'm on Instagram. So I'm at Verse on Instagram. Um very active on there. And my podcast, Verse, on all podcast platforms. And uh, www.thevalueverse.com if you want to read a little bit more.
1: If I can be very cheeky and ask you, if you give one piece of advice, that you could share for our listeners that would that has made an impact in your life so far.
2: One piece be? of advice, if I had to choose one, is approach things with a you know curiosity and, and be open minded. Mm. Right? Don't shut yourself out from, from opportunities. Put in some effort into those things that you either shy away from or mm. or don't know too much about, or or you, you're shutting it out. And with that, go small. Yeah. You know, start off with it with the smallest achievable thing that it doesn't have to be, you know, what the biggest standards are, or what people think and what is excellent to you. Done is better than perfect. So, yes. So do I'm something. Absolutely that one. Yes. Right. Do something small for yourself and, and then start there.
1: Well, I don't know about anybody else, but you've totally inspired me. Wow. I think it's amazing what you've shared. Thank you so much for joining me on this show. And please look him up on Valueverse. He's an amazing man. He's not stopping here, let's face it. He's going to grow all the way. Thank you for your time this evening.
2: Amanda, thank you so much for having me on. It's my honor and pleasure. And you're doing awesome work out there with the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you.
1: Thanks a lot. Take care.
0: I hope you enjoyed listening to my podcast you choose you now and realize that you can choose how you live and show up in the world to make a real difference love who you are i would love to continue our journey together so please hit subscribe and join me for my next inspiring episode this is amanda hill ryle wishing you joy love and compassion bye for now